We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 31st, 2019. And today is going to be kind of another blockbuster study uh, <clears throat> with the way they're cracking down on the internet and around the world globally on free speech, on the threat of taking away you know, all guns, Second Amendment here in America, forced vaccinations, things of this nature. I, I don't know how much time you know we have left, so I'm trying to optimize and get as much truth out there as we can. I know that um, the censoring is just increasing all the time, and um, <clears throat> I'm not sure uh, how much time we have left. So I'm, I'm trying to get as much content and information out as I can regarding what we're doing with the um, newsletters and also the audio teachings that we're putting out. So if you're not subscribed to, the, uh, to receive my audio, well, it's going to alert you to my audios and my newsletters. Just go to contendingfortruth.com and uh, on the right side there, there's a free list you can subscribe to. No strings, no charge. So, I wasn't even going to put this in, but I felt like kind of like last minute I, I got convicted about this. And I just entitled this, and I'm, I'm just going to touch on this because I have touched on this many times before, but you'll have it now at your fingertips uh, in this PDF for March 31st, 2019. And it's entitled, One of the Most Important Things Anyone Can Do After Getting Saved. So essentially all this is are the two teachings that I've already went over. Uh, one of them is How to Pass from Curse to Blessing by Derek Prince, a highly regarded uh, minister who, who's passed away. And um, <clears throat> really all of his teachings are just awesome. And a lot of it has to do with deliverance. But I feel like this one is kind of a foundational teaching that if people would do this right after they got saved, it could take care of a lot of problems that you may face once you get saved. And um, so it's How to Pass from Curse to Blessing by Derek Prince. And I give you the prayer here to do, but I would, hi I would highly advise you listen and I give you the link here. I played it. Uh, a little bit of this one time but there's a whole teaching you can listen to and then there's a prayer at the end of the video the prayer is also here I, I give it to you here right at the very start um, so that's that is one thing this can have a tremendous impact on your life uh, Derek teaches you how you can be from curses that can affect your life it turns out that God has a lot to say about blessing and curses and there's a way for us to enter into God's blessing and this isn't about name and claim it and, and you know, you go and, and you're driving a Lamborghini the next day, that type of stuff. It's not that at all. Uh, this message shows three things. What the symptoms are of being under a curse. So, ever feel like you're cursed? <laughs> Let me tell you, I've had so many witches and warlocks and occultants and pagans trying to kill me and my daughter in this ministry. I don't even know the probably the one one thousandth of it, but I mean, astral pro, trying to astral project into our house and firsthand accounts from witches that have emailed me telling me that other they saw other witches die right in front of them trying to astral project here, and so I mean we've had we've had a lot of 
and I've got into all this before in other teachings. And um, Jasmine, the black-eyed witch that came after me, that, that, that all went down. Just key in Jasmine, if you want to know more about that one, or astral projecting, or <laughs> I've had a lot of stuff happen. I love it. I mean, I, 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 I praise God for it. I really do. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't love it if they were actually able to get to me, but see, my God's bigger than their God, and they learn that every time they try to come here. And um, I love that type of warfare. Because to me, it's very, very real. It's like really where the rubber meets the road. And um, I, I know the Lord has delivered us over and over and protected us over and over again. And um, But there, you have to understand, if you're living any area you're living, there are witches and warlocks and pagans. They are putting curses on everybody in the area. They're trying to. They're trying to bring curses on the land. They're trying, you know, if you see that recent teaching I did uh, for my listener, uh, longtime deliverance minister Pete in Tasmania. I mean, I'm going to put out another link in my next newsletter, and you might want to click on it. And He's got a book, too, you can buy. It's, you know, it's not like he's trying to make tons of money or anything, but I would highly advise you avail yourself to, to his, what he's, what he's put out there. And um, I'm just going to look at that link. It's called Satanic Skirmishes in Tasmania. It's a video where he's talking in the background. He's showing you pictures of what all these high-level Satanists are doing in his hometown. How they're going around, putting stuff on light poles, putting blood. They'll put blood on the back of signs and then, and then clear coat paint over it so you can't get the blood off. This is how... Uh, in, I don't want to say ingenious, but th this is the links they're willing to go to. They they try to get to the water tower so they can put curses on all the water. Hey, the water goes into everybody's houses, guys. That's why they try to go to the water towers. And this is why I did the recent video I did on anointing oil. You might want to key in that. Just key in anointing oil and you'll find it. How to make it. I've been going around my city putting it everywhere. Going out on the roads, you know, going around places I just feel convicted. The water towers, the Freemasons, the if there's any sex like shops or whatever, ring in the parking lot. You know, you do it discreetly. You do it at night. You're not going there trying to get in trouble. You do it. You do it as the Lord leads you. Um, but this is a way that you can take your city back. But we're all we're all being subjected to this. I mean, CERN is releasing devils from the pits of hell. With over 30,000 particle colliders, you've got witch, the, uh, the amount of witches and pagans and warlocks and Satanists and Luciferians and Kabbalists and these types of people, you know, they're increasing it. I mean, all the Muslim population, they, they all pray to the moon god Allah. You, what do they pray to Mecca three times a day? You realize when they're doing that, it is mass, mass witchcraft. Essentially, if you really want to boil it down, the Catholic masses that, that they go to and they do all of that stuff. That, that's mass witchcraft because it's not in the Bible what they do. They're commingling stuff in the Bible with lies. It's mass idolatry. There's mass witchcraft. The point is going around us all the time. And all these things are bringing curses on the land. You got the abortion clinics doing, doing their, their thing. 100,000 babies every day being killed. 
innocent blood is crying out from the land all this is bringing curses on the land so i i think that whatever we can do to break curses off us and to then go out as we feel so led and to break the curses off the land you know do you know the infinitesimal a few amount of christians that are actually doing this how many times have you ever heard what i just said that little amount of what i just said how many times you ever heard that in a 501c3 church or even a 501c3 ministry online I'm not saying that because I'm better. I'm just saying how long. I mean, I know I when I went there, I never heard any of this stuff. Never. But it's simple. It's not that hard to do. But really, first, we need to get our own houses in order. And there's a lot to that. I mean, that's just, that's a process. And there's a lot to that. And it's more complicated now than ever with this wicked world we live in. You know, if you're not saved, go to my, go to my um, or even if you are, because I'll, I'll say in a minute why I say this go to contendingfortruth.com click on the true salvation tab and if you're unsure about your salvation or if you're not saved or whatever or if you want to refresh that listen to the salvation message it, it, i think it's one of the most complete salvation messages that has ever been done i i just i tried to cover every single biblical base i mean it is so rich with scripture so I wasn't leaving any aspect of it out. Now, granted, does it have to be that complex? No, but I didn't, I, I wanted to really, you know, like when you stand before God, you want to like, okay, did I leave anything out, God? Did, 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 did I do anything wrong? What, what was I, was I cutting corners, you know? And I, I tried to really not do that. And then there's other teachings after that. And it's all on the same page, that true salvation at contendingfortruth.com. And it's like um, one on baptism, and I think one maybe on the Lord's Supper, and then one on overcoming, and then one on bearing the cross of Christ. These are things to, to do after you get saved, and what to expect, and how to overcome, and how to uh, um, obtain God's protection. Psalm 64, really, really great one. Key that in in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. If you want to know about imprecatory prayers and appropriating God's protection. But this is also another aspect of how to pass from blessing to cursing. And um, I, I really just, it, this stuff is not that complicated. If you, if we could just, and again, I'm trying to be one-stop shopping for the Christian. I'm giving you current events, salvation stuff, deliverance stuff, everything I can think of where you could be equipped as a christian with your walk with the lord to walk closer to him and to be free from all the demonic baggage and burdens and things like that that, that beset you you got a lot of of um things against you i just mentioned the, the witches the warlocks all the cursing on the land the the cern i mean you know we we know we're going into the darkest time the world's ever known according to the bible now these are some things that we can do to counteract that and um so anyway there there's this it's right at the start of the pdf and then uh oh i'm on the wrong page here i've also got these prayers in a word doc format all of them listed out so if you didn't want to like okay this first one with Derek prince i have here the second one with win Worley that i that i'll get into in a second here well let me just say that now the second thing you do okay so you got saved you listen to all my teachings on 
baptism and the Lord's Supper and, and overcoming and bearing the cross of Christ and you got all that. Okay. The second, the, then, then you go and you, and you do this Derek Prince tape. You do this Derek Prince video of the prayer. Okay. It's good to understand this concept. And it's something that I would do. I, it's not like I just do it one time ever. You know, I would do this if you feel like you need to do it more than once. Do that. And then after you do that, regarding deliverance, now this is more of the, the thing with Derek Prince. Yes, it is a form of deliverance, passing from blessing to cursing. But it's not like the wind whirly mass deliverance, which is more um, <clears throat> specifically getting into curses on your life in specific areas. I very much be, believe they're complementary. I feel like the Derek Prince one, passing from blessing to cursing is more foundational it's what it's going to do is set you up for the win whirly mass deliverance i think even better and so regarding the the second thing you do is go through this session it's, it's win whirly as many times as necessary till you are not manifesting any more signs of expelling demonic entities you may want to, you may believe that or you may not there's some people believe that once you get saved all the demons leave and flee and, and they never return and because um, they can't live in the same space as the Holy Spirit and I get I get the concept I understand okay I get it that's what Baptists are taught that's what and that's why they don't that's why they don't pursue any of this that's why most denominations well number one it's oh whoa but you do realize one-third of the ministry of Jesus Christ was deliverance. Like another third was healing and another third was preaching. And I understand he preached along the way. I get it. But it was a big deal. And Jesus said, you know, we're, we're, we're to follow in his steps and greater things will you do and um, go and do likewise and these types of things. And the, and the apostles were doing this. Okay. But you know, these signs follow them that believe they'll cast out devils that, you know, there, there's, there's all these things that the Bible says, yet we're not taught so much of it in today's day and age. We're just taught to, oh, that doesn't apply now. Okay. Well, it sure did in the New Testament. And now you're telling me there's no application for it at all. And that once we're saved, every demon, every curse on our life just is broken and we're free. And, that, and that's why we all live just idyllic, perfect life. Now, I'm not saying this is going to make you live an idyllic perfect life but my wake-up call was last year when my eye went dark my right eye and no it's not healed but what it did is it got me to embark on a lot of different things drawing closer to the lord praying fasting more than i ever had uh <clears throat> you know doing a lot more with even my own health and um one of the things that i probably was about two to three months into as I started doing the wind whirly mass deliverance. And I mean, I'm telling you the first time I did it, I was vomiting. And I'm telling you, how can you explain that when you're doing something like that? I am not prone to vomiting. I got like an iron stomach. You know, the only time I've ever vomited is in the past, way in the past when I was drinking alcohol, which I don't, I don't drink any alcohol anymore. I don't drink any I'm not saying that you can't have a glass of wine with your meals, but for me, I can't do that. I just don't 
it, it's just, I can't trust myself, to be quite honest. I can't. I just can't do it. It's not something I want to put myself in that position of. Because I know me, and if I have one, I'm going to want another and another. And certain people are better equipped in different areas of their life. Certain people have different strengths and weaknesses. I have a lot of strengths in certain areas, and then other areas I'm not as strong. And my history with alcohol, I mean, if you would have known me before I was saved, I mean, I was horrible. I mean, I'd go out on the weekends and get so drunk, I had to call people the next day to find out what I did. And God protected me through all this. I, I've been pulled over multiple times by cops, totally wasted out of my mind, and they let me go. One time I took a swing at a cop while I was wasted and drunk. And because of a name that I mentioned, he let me go. He called the guy, guy from my hometown and came and picked me up. And I took a swing at that cop. Now, I don't remember doing it, but that's what the cop told the gentleman that picked me up the next day. I, I, I cannot tell you how many times I should have been in jail or possibly killed people because you know like when you get on the road and you drive drunk and you don't remember that's not really good that was how, kind of how I lived my life before like long time ago though I mean that was that was like ugh, like my early 20s type of stuff I got saved at 24 so but so I'm not over here Mr. High and Mighty Mr. Oh, I'm better than you I, <laughs> I was not a good dude I guess, I mean, I had that experience where I died on that football field. I've told you that before. And that was due to alcohol and then a product called, a supplement called GHB. Now they use it as a date rape drug. This was before that all came out. You could literally legally bought it in stores. You could buy it in health food stores back in the early 90s. And uh, combine that with a beer and uh, a couple beers. And um, me and my friend were doing it in... We both blacked out at this football game. It was uh, Astero versus Bishop Rowe in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, probably 1992. And uh, when they found us, the, praise God, there was an ambulance there, but when they found us, we were both flatlined. We were dead. Dead. Now, I don't remember going to hell, praise God. Maybe God, maybe God didn't let me go there. Maybe he blotted that out or whatever. All I remember is I was... Passed out one minute, and I woke up in the emergency room the next. Had every tube you could imagine going in me. They had to defibrillate both of us back to life, my friend. And um, chest tube, the whole nine yards, the, you know, every pump my stomach. And they said I did permanent damage to my heart. So there was hardly anybody you're ever going to find that partied har harder than I did and drank i wasn't drinking every day but when i did i would go so overboard so so for me it's like okay alcohol is just not optional it's off the table you know it's just not something i need to even look at okay i don't personally have a, I, I you know a problem with somebody has a glass of wine with their meal red wine has a lot of good attributes i mean if you're gonna do it i would do organic and i do sulfite free you know that's my opinion it's the best form of of wine that you can it's the, it's the healthiest form um but um 
anyway, uh, I did this, and um, first time I was, you know, vomiting during the deliverance session, wind whirly, mass deliverance. And then he just like out of nowhere, start vomiting. So let me tell you something. You do this, you better have like uh, something you can potentially, if you need to have something there to vomit into, how do you explain that? And then it was like, I got this big release. And then the second time, I wasn't vomiting, but I was dry heaving. Third time, wasn't dry heaving, but I was coughing really hard. Fourth time, I really wasn't coughing, but I was yawning a lot. These are all ways that demons come out of you. Why would, why would if Jesus said in the Bible that when you deliver an unsaved man, Okay, now I'm paraphrasing, but the story's in the New Testament. It's in the Gospels. Why would Jesus tell the story of the man that got delivered of a devil and he was unsaved and that when he got delivered, the devil came back and saw that the house was swept clean. So he went and got seven more worse than himself, seven more demons worse than himself. And came back and occupied the first. And so the latter state was was worse than the first. Why would deliverance even apply to unsaved people? Unless you were going to deliver them so they could get saved right then and there. That's the only time it would apply. Because if you deliver an unsaved person, well, they're just going to come back seven times worse. So how could deliverance be for them? Unless you were going to use it to lead them to the Lord, meaning you you get rid of a, a layer of the demonic baggage and then, ah, wow, I can see, I can actually, I want to get saved. It's, only, it's the only application I can see. So, um, and then the fifth time I did it, I didn't experience any manifestation of symptoms. So I felt like I could move on at that point. And I've done other, I've done over 10 and every time, Sometimes it's a lot worse than others. I hit like you hit a you hit something that really needs to be addressed. It's like unpeeling a layer of an onion. Then sometimes you can come back to something. Like if I did win whirly again, maybe I would manifest more. But I've come back to other ones and now I'm manifesting more symptoms again. Hey, you're just getting rid of demonic baggage. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I had a ton of it. The way I was raised? Oh man. Woo! I had a ton. Still, I'm still, still, you know, processing all through it. And then if you get to a point where you like, and there, there's a lot of ones you can do online. You can look up specific, if you have specific areas, look up specific ones. I would, you know, I I would tend to, if you can find them from Win Worley or from Derek Prince, specific deliverance things, um, you know, I try to use them or, or there's a lot of good people up there doing it though. Just be a little careful, you know, cause you, you don't want to get with like somebody who is unbiblical doing this. And then if you get to a point where you feel like I'm, I'm so much better, but I still have this area. Well, then you, um, there's a link I can give you here. It's called spiritualwarfareteam.com. I've done a lot of research on all this. These are the, some of the most trusted deliverance ministers around the country, and they have a network. Now, I'm not sure if they have a network outside of America, 
but they may. And um, just click on this link and you can see the individual state where there's different deliverance ministers. Okay. Spiritualwarfareteam.com. And, and now this is a very cursory look at this. This is a very superficial look. This is not like in-depth. But this, if you just do this one thing, I promise you and, you, and you really do it and really mean it, it could only help you. This is only going to help you. How do you like to break a boat, boatload of curses off your life if you feel like you're under a curse? Or if there's things you can't overcome in the flesh? Tried and tried and tried for years. This, guys, this is the key. This is how you do it. This is how a Christian gets that freedom that they can't attain any other way. This is how it's done. It's the only, I mean, if you've got a big fat old demon causing all this garbage or a curse on your life, and you're not addressing that problem, well, guess what? You're probably never going to get beyond that unless God and his grace or whatever um, just, you like, let's say you, you fast and pray, and that's a way that you can do self-deliverance. Most people wouldn't under, know that or acknowledge that even, but there's a lot of people that have done like extended fasts, and they're like, yeah, something left me. Well, that's deliverance. If you do fasting in addition to this, like let's say you fasted for three days before you did the Derek Prince thing, then going into the wind wheel. Oh man, then you're really going to get, it's going to supercharge whatever you're doing. That's what fasting does. You fast before you go out and you put the anointing oil out or you pray over, over the land, you break curses off your town or off your family or these types of things, you're only going to get a more supercharged result. This is just, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. And, and not because I'm the be-all, end-all expert, but I'm telling you, like, from firsthand knowledge of what I've learned in the last uh, year and three months, I'm telling you, the stuff works. I'm still learning. But it does work. You combine it with that anointing oil, you know, that you make, the supercharged, praise God, anointing oil? Yes. I'm telling you, if that'll get you fired up, your wood's wet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a little humor there. A little Baptist humor, actually. Uh, so anyway. Now, here's another thing I've discovered that I believe the Lord has shown me. I've been, I've been doing this a long time now. But a lot of times, I won't come right out and say something because I don't want to come out half-baked, half-cocked, and say something and then find out later and this may not be for everybody but this is a life-changing low-cost health tip doesn't have anything to do with me selling you products nothing like of the kind if you do buy any products from us you are supporting the ministry though i will say that um but this has nothing to do with that life-changing low-cost health tip how to easily alkalize an acidic body now the reason i say this isn't for everybody is because here's the deal not everybody is acid. I do believe most people are. I can remember back when I was in Florida in this one particular house we lived in, and I don't know if it was the water or what, but I was extremely alkaline. And all this alkalizer dye craze was going on. And I was like, good Lord, I'm already so alkaline. I mean, pH strips, whether it's saliva or urine, I'm totally off the scale. Why do I want to be more alkaline? Well, exactly. I try 
with my life and with this ministry to have biblical balance. The thing about like with Trump, I'm trying to look at that biblically balanced. The thing with the Jews about, okay, are we just going to be like a Christian Zionist or do we have to be totally against? Can we have biblical balance in all areas of our life? I think God is a God of balance. I think acid and alkaline is what you're striving for is balance here. So I wasn't real keen or high on the alkalize or die thing because I was already so alkaline that it was like, I was too alkaline. Now, when we moved up here, I feel like I became more acidic and it was probably due to the water up here. Now, the water here isn't that bad, but I think compared to the water I was drinking where I was at in Fort Myers, Florida, I think it. I think that um, the water appears more acidic. And this is so simple. Just like what I just told you in the other, this is simple, but this can be, I'm telling you, this can be life-changing. If you got low energy, if, if, you're, if your body is not in the optimal pH range, your body, and it's leaning toward more acidity. Just had a long time listening the other day, my, my good buddy uh, John in Denver, and um, having all the shoulder stuff go on, all the shoulder problems. And... Um, his doctor told him it was his bursa. Now, I remember going back when I was a kid, my dad had bursitis, quote, bursitis in his shoulder. And it's like, okay, what are their solutions? Oh, anti-inflammatories, cortisone injections, stuff of this nature. None of it is going to actually fix the problem. I mean, unless it was just a matter of overuse and you would so inflame your shoulders that you just had to rest and you had to take you know not have to take these drugs i mean i would much prefer things like turmeric or natural anti-inflammatories like boswellia things of this nature over that if you could avoid you know the going the drug route but with my dad it was just gout that was what was in his shoulders and i had tons and tons of patients over the years that this has been the case when i was in practice and even now out of practice as, as i do i don't do health consults per se because i cannot be anyone's doctor i just don't have time anymore um if you end up emailing me just if you could keep it as brief as possible i can usually help you i've got hundreds of files on this stuff that have taken me decades and decades to compile on all this stuff and i add to them all the time i'm always updating um I just checked the other day, it's over, I think it was over 33,000 emails I've answered since 2014. So, yeah, I'm I'm like, uh, that's what I do. I answer spiritual, like, biblical questions, and then also the, um, the health stuff. But the health stuff was way more my specialty, like, going back to, like, 1990. I, was, I learned how to do clinical nutritional work um, way back into the early 1990s even as i was before chiropractic college during and after i learned all that separately i was being groomed to teach other doctors how to use the standard process product line um so i can remember even going back to a, a kid when my dad had bursitis and it was gout I, I think that we had went to um my chiropractor who got me into alternative and he also led me to the lord uh and he prescribed him, I, I, I believe, um, 
probably AC carbamide by standard process, which is a still great gout supplement. Um, the one I use now is carbamide AC by Biotics and Argizyme by Biotics, I believe. Yeah, those are the two. Those are the two I for gout. Now, the thing is, though, is what is gout? Gout is uric acid build up in the body. Now, I'm getting to a point here. So if you don't have gout, don't tune me out because I'm getting to a point here. Gout is just a, a manifestation and a sign of an acidic body. Okay, it's it's created what they say is it's high purines in in the in the uh, bloodstream and um, which creates high uric acid. Uric acid will build up in the joints. The classic symptom is a swollen, painful, big toe. But it can get into the toe, the feet, the ankles, the knees. It can get into your shoulders. It can get into your thumbs, your hands elbows the whole nine yards i've had a few gout attacks in my life i remember attorney this one attorney luncheon i went on one time and they ordered like all this beyond rich fancy schmancy food and i had a gout attack the next day i was able to knock it out real quick though i knew kind of what it was i'm like oh okay yeah i think of what i ate i've never had a gout attack before but this is yeah they're very painful it feels like ground glass in the joints and you could suffer with this for years and never be diagnosed unless you get your uric acid check or what you what i do a lot of times if i suspect it's gout i just say take this supplement or get this take it at a heavy dosage for a few days and if you feel like 100 percent better then well then you just figured it out you know it was gout but what this is is is, is it is a sign of an acidic body and i just had a patient uh, my buddy john in uh denver long time listener and uh, he was having all the stuff and I mean, really, really, really bad with the shoulders. And I said, John, I'm like, what about this? And I, and he had already know he already knew about the baking soda and he had actually even given me some information about it, clued me more back in on it and, uh, got him on that. I told him, I said, okay, uh, the tart cherry that you can get in the health food store is really good for that too. Uh, drink a lot of water, gallon a day. But what you're trying to do is get your body back into pH balance. It's not about being hyperalkaline. It's about being in balance. And what your body will do when that happens is it will start blowing the all the bad acids out of the body. So here's the simplest way you can do this. Doesn't cost a lot. The worst thing about it is the taste. But I got a solution for that too, I feel. So depending on, so what you do is you buy these pH test strips. I'll give you a link here. You want to buy them on eBay. It's the cheapest I could find. They're like 11 bucks for 90. But I found these in health food stores too. They're called pH ion, which is P-H-I-O-N, balanced diagnostic pH test strips. Okay. I'll give you a link here to the one on eBay. You can probably find them at your health, health food store. I know of like vitamin world carries them or whatever. They're not that expensive. You test your urine. I will almost guarantee most of you are going to test when you when you're when you test your urine, it's going to be acidic, and it tell it shows you. The reason I like these test strips is because if you buy the paper, the I, I, trust me, I just threw away a whole bunch of paper pH test strips because they're garbage. They're just not near as accurate as these things because you want to know a narrow range. You want to you when you're testing your urine, you really don't want this broad range because your urine's never going to be that far out of whack so you want to 
zero in on what is the optimal alkaline range and it's not too alkaline and it's not acid at all it's just that optimal alkaline range that's where you want to be now most likely you're going to test acid okay that's a that's a dead giveaway indicator that you're most likely going to benefit from the baking soda baking soda is highly alkaline and i started out slow on this i probably started out with maybe a quarter or a half a teaspoon a day i've heard some people have heard maximum dosage on this stuff is like three and a half teaspoons a day i wouldn't go that high unless like you couldn't lower your ph any other way but um right now like what you do is you take i mean anywhere from a quarter to one teaspoon of baking soda and i use the bob's red mill brand and get it in some grocery stores i ordered it online you can buy it in bulk and get it cheaper it's not that expensive it is a lot more expensive if you compare it though to arm and hammer there are people out there say it's the same thing i don't know i'm just leery about arm and hammer it just seems like industrial you know what i mean i mean but bob's red mill is actually cooking type i just feel safer makes me feel a little more warm and fuzzy so bob's red mill i mix it with six ounces of purified water and i use like this cranberry powder stuff that i've had for a long time that i put in there which is also really good for the kidneys because what you're trying to do is key in key in on the kidneys that's what you're trying to do with this and your kidneys are so important and that is what's going to help you eliminate the acids the acids and what you're going to find when you start doing this let's say twice a day you're going to start urinating a lot more you're probably going to start dropping some weight you're also going to notice your appetite is less if you're anything like me you're going to notice your energy is better here's the deal and here's the conclusion that i've come to you can take all the supplements in the world and i'm i mean you'll find you'll hardly ever find anybody that takes more supplements than me i mean i am i practice what i preach on that as god is my witness i do and but if you're too acidic you're going to get limited benefit because this is a big broad thing that is going to override everything that you're trying to accomplish if you're far too acidic you can take all the supplements in the world but you're going to get limited results most likely you get if you can get your ph into an optimal range and i don't mean super alkaline or super acid optimal and the ph strips tell you exactly where that is you do you do a little comparison if you're on the test strip there's a little thing on the side of the bottle and you just compare it and you get to a point where you can just look at it and say okay i'm in optimal range everything else you get into that optimal range everything else is going to start working better your kidneys are now blowing out this acid you're also going to blow out what they call old stagnant lymph now i mean to do a teaching on this i just don't have got so many teachings pushed back i got over 100 i got like 119 pages of stuff locked and loaded not locked and loaded because a lot of it i've got to edit but because i'm a one-man band i can only do so much i'm doing like the work of like six people in this ministry and and i mean literally i could delegate probably easy to six people where if, if i could just concentrate on one thing i'd concentrate on doing the audios but i can't do i can't I can't delegate my emails because I'm the only one that has the knowledge base I've got. Not because I'm better, just because, you know, it's taking me like 
30 years to compile all this knowledge. A lot of it's in my head. A lot of it's in Word docs. Only I know where they're at. There's just no way I can do it. So it's a lot. Yeah, you know. But praise the Lord. Um, if you do it with a little bit of cranberry juice, it's going to improve the taste. Because if you do it straight, it is nasty. I'm flat out warning you, it's nasty. And here's the thing I've learned about compliance with patience. And I, I, I can do nasty stuff. But man, this stuff is... I'd have a hard time doing this straight. I would if I had to. And some people say they get a better result that way. So if you really want to go cold turkey, you can do it that way. But um, and some people combine it with vinegar and lemon juice, but that's acid. So I don't understand really the point. I can understand maybe doing apple cider vinegar separately, but I don't really understand combining the two. Because you're really wanting to get that alkaline effect. And I'm doing it twice a day. I'm up to a teaspoon. Okay. I'm not just coming out like I just learned this last week. I've been doing this for months, guys. Okay, months. And I'm telling you, it makes a big difference. It does. It can be life-changing. And it has a lot to do with just a lot of different stuff. You know, um. You're, you're going to find your candida levels are lower. You're going to find your appetites lower. You're, you're going to find you don't need as much food to feel satisfied. I feel like when we're in an acid state, we need more food because the body's craving something it's not getting. The supplements you're taking are going to work better. You do this and you do like my supplement, Adrenamend. Okay, let's say you're tired and you, and you, you got it. Here's the thing, guys. If you're doing tons of caffeine, you're burning out your adrenals like crazy. Okay. Try not to do caffeine every day. You got to give your adrenals a break. Your adrenals sit on top of your kidneys. If your adrenals are burned out, your kidneys don't work right because it's like a little, they, it governs a lot of the stuff going on in the kidneys and a lot of other places. Governs a lot with our immune system. Your, if your adrenals get really kicked down, you're going to be very prone to getting sick. Vitamin C is very integral in that too because your adrenals have to have vitamin C in order to stay healthy. They also have to have salt. Now guess what? One of the main ingredients, basically the main ingredients, it's sodium bicarbonate. That's what baking soda is. Now remember, don't do the baking powder. Baking powder typically always is aluminum, has aluminum in it. You do the baking soda, okay? Just think soda, soda, soda. And then... Bob's Red Mill. That's what I like to do. And again, I'm not. I don't have stock in Bob's Red Mill, but I prefer it. Feel like it's safer. And a little bit of cranberry, which also helps the kidneys. You're probably going to feel if you feel bloated at all. It's going to help with that. You're going to get. You're going to shed water. You're going to blow a lot of this old lymph out. And again, I want to do a dedicated teaching on what dry. I've, I've mentioned dry fasting, but. When I was in, when I was really looking into dry, dry fasting, one of the things I was noticing is they were talking so much how dry fasting is one of the only ways we can get stagnant lymph from the lymphatic system out of the body. Now, here's here's the deal though: dry fasting's brutal. <laughs> I've done three day dry fast, okay, and it is not easy, man. By that second day, a lot of people can't even get past the first with no water because it's no water, no food. Okay, it's it's rough stuff. It is if you ever have an emergency and you got to get through to God. It is the single most greatest way though 
of fasting where you can show God you mean business. You're not doing any water or food. You get into that second day and your kidneys, you can feel both, you can literally feel the outline of your kidneys in your back. Because they're like just heating up on fire, they feel like. You get into the third day, and I saw this thing the other day, I'm like, it's recommended not to do dry fasting past 12 days. 12 days, yeah, okay. 12 days of that food or water. You know, that, that's, that's sound advice, that's sound. I mean, some guys, I've seen some people on the internet do like five, six days. You got to be real careful. You know, you get into that. It's not, it's not beginner level stuff. Okay. But one of the things in the main way they knew that the dry fast was really, the, the, the kidneys were really pumping the old lymph out of there is they were collecting their urine while they were dry fasting, like past the first day. And I know that's kind of gross, but what they were doing is letting their urine, collecting their urine. And remember, you're not drinking anything, so you're not peeing a ton, but see, you, you still are peeing. You know why? Because the body can make water. Did you know your body can make water? Yeah, because you know what it does? It starts taking the, um, I believe it's the hydroxyl um, hydrogen molecules from your fat cells and converting that into water because water's h2o well you're getting oxygen when you breathe so it just needs the hydrogen it's getting that it's liberating that from the fat so it's one of the greatest ways to burn fat that you can but the problem is you can't do it that long safely you know but yes you will start burning fat it will create it from the so your body creates this water even though you're not drinking it's like where's it coming from your body's creating it you're getting rid of all these toxins and and you're you're getting rid of all this old stagnant lymph the the kidneys are just taking it and when you collect your urine after about a day or two it'll start settling out and you'll see you'll start to see this white stuff accumulating at the bottom that is old stagnant lymph well let me tell you something when you do baking soda and you do it on an empty stomach and you do enough dosage, like let's say for me a teaspoon, I'm a big dude, but for me a teaspoon, and I'm on an empty stomach, I do like five, six ounces of water. I, I find if I do a lot of water with it, it will not do this. You will get, sometimes you will get cloudy urine. Now, you would say, well, that's a, that's a bladder infection. Well, okay, if you had a bladder infection, yeah, that's, that's white blood cells. That's what, that's what technically in the clinic, when I did all my urinalysis stuff with patients, when I was in clinic at chiropractic college, yes, that's what that typically means. Cloudy urine means white blood cells. Pink urine is red blood cells or blood. And that means you have a kidney problem or a kidney infection that's so bad it's actually leaking blood into the urine. Now, there's, there's test strips that you, you would do in a urinalysis that would tell you all this, what it is and how much blood is in there and how many whatever. But... If all of a sudden you're, you don't have, I've never been prone to bladder infections. I've never been prone to kidney my whole life. Okay. All of a sudden now you're, you're, you've got cloudy urine. That means you're blowing that old lymph out of you. And this baking soda will do that. So I believe with the baking soda, it's one of the ways where you don't have to beyond torture yourself with dry fasting. I believe it's accomplishing something very similar but it's just taking the product, just doing it. And um, 
this is life-changing life-changing so I, I i give you the little thing on how to do it here in the pdf half teaspoons to one teaspoon of baking soda bob's red mill in six ounces i don't know anywhere from four to six ounces of purified water you can use some cranberry juice to improve the taste like because it does not taste good i'm telling you Ugh. um i do it twice a day or whenever your urine is ph is acidic so in other words you do a dose in the morning you take you take your your ph of your urine in the morning it's almost always going to be acidic okay you do your your first dose of of um the uh of the uh, baking soda a little bit of cranberry it's best to wait an hour before you eat because it is alkaline okay your but your gut's acidic your stomach's acidic god made it to run that way Gotta have an acidic gut to digest protein, calcium, zinc, iron, parasite carcasses on the um, produce. Gotta have that's your 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 body was made to your your stomach was made to operate at a pH of one point five to two point five. That is enough to dissolve a nail. Like if you put a nail, the hammer into buildings, it'll dissolve nails. So antacids and all that garbage when you take that with food is like the worst thing you could possibly do. You're, you're, you're essentially saying, okay, I'm not going to digest this food at all. And I have a whole newsletter on that. If you want to know more about that, just email me at the contact thing at contendingfortruth.com. I'll, I'll send you my email on it. It explains the whole thing about that. Cause I, I don't have time to get into that today. So you don't want to do this with food because that would be, you want it to get into the system processed into the bloodstream into the kidneys where it doesn't it's not worrying about food or it would interfere with your digestion anyway um so that's another important facet to remember what i just said very important you do not do this with food and then let's say okay it's seven at night and my ph and my urine's back to acidic okay you do your second dose then okay and then what you do is then the next time you urinate, you check it again. And if you're an optimal pH, then you know that's the right dosage. If you're not, if you're still acidic, well, you might need a little bit more. Let's say you're doing half a teaspoon. Well, I'm still acidic. Okay, we'll bump it up to, I don't know, two-thirds of a teaspoon or a whole teaspoon. See how you do. If you bump it up to a whole teaspoon and then all of a sudden I'm out of range, I'm like too alkaline, well, then throttle it back a little. See, you do this. This is all on you. It's dependent upon what your body is telling you. I like that because it puts all this back into, I would I refer to it before, it's back into the patient's hands. I would rather this be in the patient's hands so that they can take care of themselves and know what to do and not have to rely on me. So I'm telling you, what I just told you, those two things, the two things I just said at the start of the study, the spiritual side and the physical side, I am, I promise you. Now, granted, if you do your, your urine pH and it's optimal, every time you check it, well, then, hey, you're good to go. This isn't going to really, this isn't probably for you. I mean, you could try it, but, you know, pray about it and, and, and I, I put the little link right there. Okay, so I'm going to play, I'm going to finally get into the study now. This is an alert, and this is warning of historic widespread flooding. Food prices skyrocket as thousands of farms are destroyed. Now, there, this is something we need to be aware of. 
it, really worldwide because this can affect worldwide if that orville dam breaks because now they're saying it, it's just like it was in 2017 when i did all those studies they haven't repaired it right they got a spillway they haven't even opened yet they're they're they, i mean they've got record snowfall up in the uh, up in the um sierra mountains and it's going to be getting worse and worse all the way into may so what we're seeing here, they've already had a dam break in Nebraska over this. What we're seeing is not going to go away in the next couple months. The next two months when all this record snowfall that we've had, which has probably been created by design, by the weather warfare, because they wanted this exact thing to happen. They can get that Orville Dam to break and to flood the Napa Valley and to take away the biggest food, um, one of the biggest food producers in all the world well, then you're going to see food prices skyrocket. So if I was you and you don't have storable food, you really something you might want to look into. Because, listen, I'm sorry about, I, I think growing a garden is great. And I think, yes, you should do that. I personally don't have the time for it. I don't even, I, I, I have like no time because with, the, with this ministry. But... And I'm praise God for the ministry and praise God for my listeners. It's just that, you know, I'm, I'm maxed and max, maxed out beyond belief. Not everybody's got time or the place or the, or the whatever, but everybody can acquire some long-term food. Now I would try, if you're going to get long-term food, try not to get GMO goodness, <laughs> like my Patriot supply or whatever. Okay. Numana is a good one. And there's other ones out there. New man is like N-U-M-A-N-N-A. I believe they're... And they've even got some non-GMO and organic. But those are really run into some expensive stuff there. Um, have a way to purify your water. Have some water storage. I don't know, man. When this, when this goes dark, I mean, just what we're going to be covering today. It's just the walls are closing in. And God is bigger than all of this. And, you know, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the earth and to stand before the Son of Man, as the Bible says. Um, but the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Consider the ant who, you know, gathereth in the summer, his, his food in the summer, so that he has plenty to eat in the winter. Now I'm paraphrasing. Okay, but these are all verses I've covered before it's not unbiblical i mean unless you're just in a position where where you know you can't do anything and god said my grace is sufficient don't worry I, i'll take care of you unless you like really have that strong feeling from god okay fine i'm not gonna you do what god tells you to do always um i'm just trying to kind of steer you in the right direction but this is alert experts warn of historic widespread flooding uh, food prices to skyrocket as thousands of farms are destroyed now i'm giving you this is just one video i'm giving you there's three others in here one of them is titled major flooding in america by may economic collapse may be likely another one prepare 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 midwest flooding record now that guy goes into how to buy silver um i would only buy if you're gonna buy silver or gold i would only do it at like a local place because you do not want a paper trail I'm telling you, I've said this before, buy junk quarters. And I mean, okay, junk silver quarters, junk silver, junk dimes, uh, half dollars, war nickels, which actually have, I think, some silver in them. They're called war nickels. 
See, these are methods of barter. If you if if you've got a one ounce gold coin, how are you gonna if, if you had to use that to like buy some food with, how are you gonna split that up? If you have, if you feel led, I'm just telling you that that's some kind of solid advice I just gave you. Try not to create a paper trail. You know, um, you want to be as discreet as possible. By pre, you know, 19 like pre 1964 silver junk silver. Okay, junk silver um, quarters, junk silver dimes. These types of things. Because there's no numismatic value in them, meaning they're not collector's items. So you're not paying for, oh, wow, it's a nice shiny proof 1963 silver coin. That is, that is going to be irrelevant when things go dark. Nobody's going to care. All they're going to care is about the, the amount of silver in the coin. That's all you should be caring about when it comes to investing in silver, if you ask me. I'm talking about being as efficient with your money as possible. You're going to also pay the least amount. For junk silver so get it at a local place and um where they're not gonna you know they don't want all the tons of information and not to create a paper trail and you know i'm just telling you that's what i do about you if, if you're if you're gonna do that so let's go ahead and uh and then even uh, this was a dave hodges dhs admonishes america public to prepare to be without the grid for six months they just came out with that. So they're saying prepare to be out without the grid, meaning everything's dark for six months. So let's go ahead and play this. They're showing pictures of this dam that just blew in Nebraska. I mean, it, it looked like it looks like something apocalyptic. This dam break. I mean, it is bad. US nine 2019 u.s spring flood outlook this is from noah march and you have to watch the video to see this but i mean it is bad where it says it shows you major flooding areas and moderate and i mean the major is like thousands and thousands of square miles and the moderate is even more and these are these are farmlands that will not be able to most likely be farmed this year so then you could and then if orville breaks if Orville Dam were to break, that would be, I mean, I can't even imagine what that would do to food prices. So when I tell you to buy storable food now, it's because I don't want you to have to pay 100 times for it in another few months. Because that could happen. Now, if it doesn't happen, then you've got some storable food on hand and, you, and, you're, and you're prepared. But... Um, I'm just I'm I'm trying to do unto others as I would have done unto myself. I, I'm trying to give you a heads up, like I would want to be given a heads up. Never seen catastrophic flooding like this, and the NOAA is now telling us that there will be more major flooding for at least two more months. On Thursday, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration warned that historic widespread flooding would continue through May. More than 90% of the upper Midwest and the Great Plains currently covered by an average of 10.7 inches of snow. All of that snow is starting to melt. That means that we are going to transition from one of the worst winters in modern history to a flood season that has already taken an apocalyptic turn for farmers all across America. At this moment, millions of acres of farmland are already underwater. 
thousands of farmers are not going to be able to plant crops this year, and thousands of other farmers that have been financially ruined by the floods will never return to farming again. This is already the worst agricultural disaster in modern American history, and it's going to get... A now, again, this is all by design. They want to have all those poor farmers that are going to have to sell their land and go out of business. They did this on purpose. They can create the snowfall, which they did, and then they're creating the flooding, which they're doing. All of it's by design, on purpose, so that this very thing would happen so that all these farmers would have to sell out or go bankrupt. And guess who's going to come in and sweep up the land? Big agra. Okay? Big agriculture. The big boys. So all the mom and pop farmers that this happened to are going to be wiped out. And guess what? Big Agri can go in there, throw down all their GM crops, and then when they're the only game in town producing food, then, you know, the, the prices go through the roof. And control of the food supply and water supply is control of humanity, and they know that. That's why this is happening. This is why this is at the start of my teaching. I'm covering a lot of insane stuff today, but this is why I put this at the very beginning, because... I don't want this to get lost in the shuffle of this teaching that I'm doing today. A lot worse. I posted an article about this crisis yesterday. I am troubled by the fact that most Americans don't seem to understand the gravity of what we are facing. Millions of bushels of wheat, corn, and soybeans have been destroyed by floodwaters. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth of livestock have been lost, and all of us will soon be feeling a lot more pain at the grocery store and this okay so knowing that you might want to while the prices haven't been affected yet you might want to go if you have extra money if you feel led if you want to stock up on some stuff it would be a good time to do it because you might again once these price hikes kick in which i can't believe it's not going to happen you who knows what it's going to be I don't know. So in other words, your money right now is going to go a lot further in the grocery store than it most likely will be one to two to three months from now. Now, I, I could be wrong. I just don't see how, the, I mean, this is happening. This isn't an opinion. This isn't like, oh, well, I don't No, This is going on. It's just that it's trickled down. It doesn't happen right away. So again, why I'm doing this now is that I want to give get you the earliest possible word on this so that you can act if you feel so led would be a complete and utter national nightmare even if the flooding was all over but the noaa just told us that we should expect more catastrophic flooding for the next two months in fact the noaa is using the words unprecedented flood season to describe what is coming and they are warning that more than 200 million people are at risk. Forecasters warned the floods would likely to continue through May and could worsen in the coming weeks. This is shaping up to be a potentially unprecedented flood season with more than 200 million people at risk. Ed Clark, director of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Water Center in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, said on Thursday in the agency's spring outlook. And you can look, I mean, you can look at this map. It shows the map of America. If you really want to get the full scope of what we're seeing here. I mean, literally the whole eastern part of, from, from the mid, the midpoint of the country over all the way to the east coast. It's all it, from minor to moderate to major flooding. Not just 
in the Midwest, not just around the Mississippi River. It's the whole eastern seaboard. It's the whole center part. And then again, we don't even know what's going to happen with the Orville Dam. That could be, if that went in addition to this, oh man, I'm telling you. Oh boy. That term, Katie bar the door or whatever, it's going to be horrible. I hope it doesn't happen. Something to add to your prayer list. You know, because God can intervene in this particular situation. And that's another reason I'm doing this. Of all the natural disasters that we've seen in recent years, this is the biggest. And U.S. food production is going to be dramatically affected because many farmers will not be able to grow crops at all in 2019. The reality is this isn't going to be over for a very long time, Jorgensen said. It took years after 2011 for people to come back. For me as a farmer, there are flooded acres here that to think that I'll be able to plant a crop in 45 days is just virtually impossible. And many farmers will never recover from this disaster at all. According to one farmer in Iowa, somewhere around half of the farmers in his entire county will not be able to come back from this. I would say 50% of the farmers in our area will not recover from this. Dustin Sheldon, a farmer in southwestern Iowa's flood-devastated Fremont County near the swollen Missouri River said this week, I said it yesterday and I will say it again. This is the worst blow to U.S. agriculture that I have seen in my entire lifetime. The amount of food that has just been lost is absolute. His entire lifetime. The worst blow. An expert said that. And Are you seeing anything about this on the news? No, because anything that's horrific that's going on in the world, all the thousands of Christians that get slaughtered, sometimes, you know, daily, with, from, you know, good old Islam. No, that's, that's not in the news. You, you'll hear about some false flag fake thing that went on in New Zealand. That they that they trumped up and i'm not saying nobody didn't die but i mean we looked at this last week and i mean there's so many things that are are rotten about that whole account and what they're doing down there we're going to look at that again today um you're not going to see the truth on mainstream media or on tv you're, you're not going to get that at all you're going to get lies okay or they're going to suppress the truth so this is what i'm trying to do in this in these broadcasts is, is actually give us the truth so we can prepare ourselves. It's staggering. Due to the trade war, farmers were storing more wheat, corn, and soybeans than ever before. And now the floodwaters have destroyed much of what had been stored. As prices plummeted last year amid the ongoing trade fight, growers faced with selling crops at a loss stuffed a historic volume of grain into winding plastic tubes and steel bins. Some cash-strapped families piled crops inside their barns or outside on the ground. Farmers say they're now finding storage bags torn and bins burst open, grain washed away or contaminated. Jeff Jorgensen, a farmer, a regional director for the Iowa Soybean Association, said he has seen at least a dozen bins that burst after grain swelled when they became wet. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, any wheat, corn, or soybeans that are contaminated by floodwaters must be destroyed. I know that I shared the following quote yesterday, but in order to give you an... Now, here's another thing. You could say, well, I don't eat 
like whatever. I don't eat GMO wheat or soybeans, which are death. The problem is, is that they're feeding this to the cattle and they're feeding a lot of this to, you know, chickens and the and cattle and stuff like that. So it's going to reflect in beef prices as well. This isn't just going to, this has a big time trickle down effect in other areas. And even if you eat organic, it's still going to be affected, you know, re regarding all of this. Here, the scope of the losses we are looking at, I want to share it again. As of December 1st, producers in states with flooding, including South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Wisconsin, and Illinois, had 6.75 billion bushels of corn, soybeans, and wheat stored on their farms. 38% of the total U.S. supplies available at that time. That's according to U.S. Department of Agriculture data. And remember, the flooding is just getting started. In just one county in Iowa, 1.8 million bushels of corn and soybeans have already been destroyed. Nationwide, the losses are off the charts. Needless to say, prices will be going way up at the grocery store, and they will be keeping going up for the rest of the year. Sadly, even after the floodwaters are gone, the damage that has been done to our agricultural infrastructure will take years to repair. As the waters began to recede in parts of Nebraska, the damage to the rural roads, bridges, and rail lines was just beginning to emerge. This infrastructure is critical for the U.S. agriculture sector to move products from farms to processing plants and shipping hubs. The damage to roads means it will be harder for trucks to deliver seed to farmers for the coming planting season. But in some areas, the flooding on fields will render them all but impossible to use. In Nebraska alone, hundreds of miles of rural roads have been completely washed out, and farmers such as Annette Bloom are having an extremely difficult time just getting to a main road. We are having to travel three miles through pasture and cropland just to get out because our roads are gone, she says. And the cornfields are going to be devastating to get in and plant and get that going because usually we're planting within the next two weeks and it's not going to happen. Many of America's farmers will bravely keep going after this disaster, but for many others, a financial breaking point has arrived. Farm bankruptcies has already surged to the highest level since the last recession prior to all this flooding. And now this crisis will end up driving many of them away from the profession for good. The following comes from NBC News. Some farmers in Fremont County will probably not return to till their soil, many farmers here said. Lots of folks won't be able to continue after this, said Julius Scharf, 66, who said 1,500 of his 4,000 acres were currently underwater. In the end, it is going to be a while before we know the full extent of the damage to America's farms and our food supply. But all of the experts agree that it will be unprecedented. Food prices are already high, but the truth is that this is as low as they are going to get. That's the thing you have to bear in mind. This right now, uh, I hate to say this. I mean, I, I, I don't know. what, um, But what if, what if the food prices right now are as low as we're ever going to see them for the rest of our lives? I mean, when you print money out of thin air and you print fiat currency, you're going to have hyperinflation. 
And eventually that bubble's going to burst and then it's really going to get bad. But this is a whole separate issue. So bear that in mind. Much less food will be produced in our heartland this year, and that will mean skyrocketing prices at our grocery stores. And this is just one element of the perfect storm that is emerging. Our society is starting to be shaken in many different ways. And 2019 is certainly shaping up to be a very interesting year. That's one way of putting it. So anyway, that's all we have for uh, part one, and we will go to part two next, and God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.